You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so please make sure you see or listen to the piece we are discussing here today before continuing on with listening to this episode, You Have Been Warned. <laughs> today we are on our eighth episode of our podcast featuring a discussion on Framing Britney Spears, which is found on FX and Hulu, and I'm going to give a little bit of a brief history of this um, uh, just before we dive in. So this is a part of a series of the New York Times Presents. This is episode six of that series. New York Times, um, every episode has a different feature. And this episode six of this series, New York Times Presents, was titled Framing Britney Spears. It was produced and directed by Samantha Stark. And it was a episodic look into this singer-entertainer Britney Spears. And today we're kind of going into the pop world on this podcast, talking a little bit about her and the documentary, what they discuss in the documentary, as well as her as an entertainer, where she's at in her life now, what's come before her, what's come after her. So, wow, um, an interesting piece. I I learned a lot. I'm sure you also did, although I'm sure you knew a lot of this already, because I know this is kind of your wheelhouse of knowledge with the pop music, especially of someone like from the 90s like her, so... Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it, it, it was a little interesting to watch because I'm a Britney fan, but I'm not like the, like, I know every little detail about this mm. woman's life. Um, So it was interesting for me because I only really see what is shown to us around Britney, like her as a pop star, and then also like what the tabloids were saying about her and what they wanted to put out there. Mm -hmm. So that's always the kind of Britney that I've known and <clears throat> still know. But I did, I did learn a lot from this. Um, and it, this kind of went back, maybe, when did we start hearing about this in the spring? Mm -hmm. Maybe the spring, summer, or actually, it was probably when she was getting ready to announce her next residency in Las Vegas. Right. That thing started like becoming a little odd and like her canceling and all of these things starting to happen. I think that's really when the, the free Britney and conservatorship like movement started happening for her because for me, and it's probably way different for you. Um, I remember the Britney meltdown, the, the mm -hmm. Britney in 2007, the shave the head. And I'm sure everyone remembers it was literally everywhere. And mm -hmm. you saw this amazing pop star kind of crash and burn. And we all just watched and were like, what is she doing? And it was always like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? What? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, no one else contributed to this crash and burn, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I remember that, and then I'm like, when is Britney's comeback happening? Mm. So I'm going through a little bit of like a timeline here for me. It was like, when is her comeback happening? And then Blackout, the album happened, and everyone was kind of like, is Britney ready? And we see this performance in the MTV VMAs, and it was like, whoa, maybe not. She's mm. still a little wild. But the album was fantastic. 
And then like after that, it just continued to unfold. Okay, then we have Circus and it's great. And it's like, wow, Britney's really back. And then it's like Femme Fatale. And it's like, oh, here we go. Britney's here again. And then Britney Jean was like a little, uh, and then uh, Glory. And we're like, okay, Britney's, Britney's back to normal. You know, and for me, that was interesting. And then like, oh, she has a residency in Las Vegas now. Let's let's try to go. Um, But then it ended and then they were getting ready to announce the second one. So we were like, oh, wow. okay." And then it cancels. And then we start hearing this stuff around Britney again. Mm -hmm. And then her Instagram happens and we're like, what is Britney doing? And it's like the same thing. You know, you saw her rise from the 90s to the early 2000s and then crash and burn. And then we saw her (laughs) re-rise to the top. And now we're going back down, maybe, in the same path. And I don't know if you're really seeing that as well, but, like, I didn't even know about this conservatorship. Right. We learn a lot about that in this in mm-hmm. this documentary. I think, for me, it was not only learning about the legalities of that, and obviously we spent a lot of time talking about that in the documentary, but for me, I looked at this, I, I thought, I, I learned a few things. First... <clears throat> I really, I really, so we have to remember that this documentary was not produced or funded by her family or by her. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, this was a New York Times initiative here, right? So this was people who did homework. So it, it wasn't to say, oh, let's paint her as this amazing person or let's paint the father like this or let's paint. It was just, let's tell facts and let's tell knowledge. And we started from her beginning. It started with her singing. I'm looking at this and I only know Britney Spears from like the fame on. I didn't know me. This is just me personally. And I know a lot of people might be like, wait, you didn't know that. But I didn't know the Star Search days. I didn't know the Mickey Mouse Club days. And you see her singing in some of these clips and this girl's really belting and she's singing. And then you hear from people, you know, this, I was going to say this, this, um, her assistant, Felicia Culotta is her name, is really featured throughout this whole documentary Mm -hmm. as someone who just saw her from the beginning when she was just starting to get found and then all the way through her career. So you see the human side of her. I love the story that Felicia tells where she comes home for Christmas for the first time and, and requests to go to the bank and get $100 bills and just go around town handing $100 bills out to people because that's mm-hmm. just what she's they're trying to say this was a person who was a human who is still a human who who cares about people and came from a small town where she sang and 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 was trying to be a, a girl growing up and singing and so i really appreciated the human side of this and unfortunately because we had to keep reminding it was almost like every few minutes you'd be like this is a human this is a human singer this is a human being well, because so that. many times it's forgotten. We have well, to remind ourselves this is yeah. a human being who's well, only 39 years old, you well, know? With celebrities in general, we forget <clears throat> that they're human beings yeah. and that they make mistakes yeah. and that they come from a life a lot of the times just like you and I. Yeah. And and and, uh, and then I had to keep reminding myself I'm watching this documentary and like multiple times I'm I'm like wait we she is still alive. Yeah. We're talking about this person like she's dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe parts of her career are, maybe parts of her career are not, maybe parts of her life are, maybe but this is a woman who is who is a mother, who mm-hmm. is a a businesswoman, an entertainer, a singer. There's a lot of titles she holds. Right. And so we and she and then it ends at the end of the documentary and we're talking about like does she know that this was made? They reached out to her. They don't even know if she knows that she was reached out to. It's like there's this big wall between the world and her. And we sometimes see cracks in the wall, 
but we have to, we don't know who she is. We don't know where she is. We don't know who's controlling what. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know many people in this industry or in this world that are like that. There are people who seclude themselves, who decide not to do interviews, who decide not to make new music, who decide, who, who bow out of the scene. Well, in this case, who's <clears throat> making the decision? Well, right. And that's, and that's what the documentary is. she even allowed on. to make a decision in this in this case where she can actually go and do an interview for the New York Times. Right, right. And what is she allowed to say? Right. I think there's just so many things that we have to dive into. And if you even want to dive into them, mm. but like, it, it's interesting because VH1 used to have a show called Behind the Music. And you would learn about the celebrities' early life mm. and how they got to where they were uh-huh. or where they are at that time. And this was like probably early 2000s, late 2000s. So if you were in the pop world at that time, which you weren't, mm. so you no, we, yeah. you weren't watching that kind yeah, of stuff. Right, right. But we learned about that Britney Spears side then. Mm-hmm. We learned that she was on Star Search and we learned that, you know, Jive Records pinned her up against, you know, Jessica Simpson and Christina Aguilera and they all were cutthroat at each other. So, and also you learn like, okay, she could sing. And then that she was turned into this, you know, robotic pop star. You come out with the song, you start performing, you do this, you do that. And it's like, okay, great. But it was making money. Mm. So it immediately started becoming about let's make money. Mm -hmm. And that's fine and all. But when you have a good head on your shoulders and you know what you can do and you're managing your career. So each little thing then started happening to her. It was like the breakup with Justin and the interviewers asking her like really provocative questions about like her breasts or why does she wear little clothes? And do you have boyfriends? Are Nothing you saving about your, are the you saving music. Your, right. Are you why saving you yourself from marriage? They right. didn't care about that. She was a talented right. artist in this mm-hmm. world and they cared more about, you know, how can we make money off of this girl? Mm-hmm. And that's when it started going into the paparazzi. It's like, I don't really know what the paparazzi life was before these, like, 2000s pop stars. You know, the Lindsay Lohans and the Paris Hiltons and the, I mean. Well, it was certainly, there was certainly media and buzz because there was still television shows, interviews, cameras, magazine articles. There was still buzz. I mean, for pop stars of the 80s, you're talking about Whitney Houston, Madonna, Michael Jackson. People still had a ton of Right, but these more, these, these like, these like tabloid pop star, Mm. like magazines Mm. where you got a photo Mm. of them and you wrote a fake story about them. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't understand how that. We, we got away with that. It's probably, unfortunately, money. Because these people in this documentary talk about, oh, they would pay up to a million dollars a photo if you got the one photo. So yeah, boy, they didn't these care. These people would sit eight, nine, ten hours in a car for waiting. A, waiting for a phone call, waiting. waiting for an appearance. And it was just like a, she's going to get a cup of coffee. I mean, that we <laughs> could go do at any point. And so it was upset. To me, I look at it as with so much of it. And you watch these old interviews, too. From when she was young to when she was in the middle of her career to even just as late as a few years ago. And the interviews are all about the marriage, the divorce, the kids, the parents, the well, life, why, the though? money. But and it's why? Ne- because that's what people are obsessed with here. But I don't even think it was that. It was they knew how to crack her. Mm. They knew mm-hmm. how to break her down. Yeah. 
Yeah. And people enjoyed seeing her break down. And it's almost like people, I, I would love to find the interviews if they're out there because they weren't really seen much in this documentary. But if they are out there, I would love to see the interviews that say, hey, um, why did you sing that song? Mm-hmm. And why was this album made this way? Because guess what? When we talked about Taylor Swift a mm-hmm. few podcast episodes ago, we talked all about how she had a vision for the song and she sang it this way and she worked with this producer and there was this whole musical vision. You can't tell me if you're Britney Spears that you put hit after hit after hit after hit after hit out and not once does she ever want to talk about, well, I wrote this song because, or not wrote, I sang this song because, or... I well, we did, don't, but that's I the thing. Did. We don't even know what she did write, what she did sing, what was <coughs> what was mechanically produced, and it's like the difference. Maybe she's paved the way for artists like Taylor Swift in a way because Taylor Swift was able to squash that reputation that the media was starting to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, make about mm-hmm, her, and mm-hmm. she said, "You know what? Not going to happen on my watch." You know, yeah. So. When they were making all of these rumors, oh, Taylor's too skinny. Taylor's too fat. Taylor has this boyfriend. Taylor has this. Taylor has that. It was never about that. And she said, no, no I'm, I'm about changing the narrative. Here. Right. Okay. And I'm so- changing the narrative. I'm leaving my label. I'm going to own myself. I'm going to own this. I'm going to own that. And guess what? She's doing it. She's putting it out there to people. But people like Britney Spears had to suffer for someone like Taylor to do this in a way. I hear you on that. I think so. And I think what's also interesting is what did Britney want to change? What did she not want to? We don't really know 100% what she truly likes, dislikes, enjoys, doesn't enjoy in this industry about what her father's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, you have to remind yourself, this. she is not even 40 years old yet. She is 39 years old. And she has a whole half of her life or more ahead of her. Mm -hmm. She started young. We've known for all these years. And it's like, wow, the sky is truly the limit here. This is not someone who's older, who's been working in the industry 50 years and could just say, you know what, bow out. Because as we know, in the last year, there's been no new music. We know she stopped the residency. There's no new music coming out. We don't have any right now in the immediate future, no plan to see any sort of live performance interview. And when she... When or if the time comes that she is able to fully break free of what she's going through right now, what I am really looking forward to seeing is she can go down a few paths. She could say, you know what, I'm free now and I still want to stay silent because she has every right to. She can break free with story after story after story, write books and make a movie about this or or talk in interviews about it. Or she can go back to what she enjoys maybe and what she got her going, which is tell her story through her music. Maybe we will see a a concert come out that's more like storytelling and song. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's a new album coming out. Maybe there's a huge international tour. Maybe there's, I just want to enjoy some time with my kids. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? And she has that control, or we hope that she will have that control in the coming days, because we keep reading every few months about these court cases seemingly slowly moving in her direction. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. I think that they're, she's getting co-conservators on that, that, are, that are banks that are helping her. Like It sounds like, the and clearly her fans yeah. are, and that's a big, big, big part of this 
huge documentaries. The fans are featured. The yeah. fans are not forgotten. And the New York Times made it clear, we need to feature these fans in the beginning, in the middle, and the end of this documentary because mm-hmm. they are what are helping her right now. And, and, and proud of you, New York Times, for really acknowledging that there are a lot of fans out there that are podcasting, <laughs> that are writing, that well, are reading, like, that are appearing on the side of the street, that are working for this girl. It makes you think about the way that they Woman, designed this this piece because it was like the fans there were fans of watching britney breakdown unfortunately but then there are also true fans of britney and britney as an entertainer britney as a pop star britney as a singer britney has all of those lovely things yeah we all watch you know it's interesting you want to know what's going on in their lives you know when you see these things on the magazine it's very easy to see Oh, so-and-so and this person are getting divorced. And you feed into it. It's like, you, you see it all the time. But mm. you don't know the real story. You're just believing something. Like, who gives that person the right to make up a story about mm-hmm. these these um artists? Like a recent person, Kelly Clarkson and the husband getting divorced. And you see all of these things mm-hmm. on the media. But you, you don't get to hear it directly from Kelly. You right. know? You don't get to hear like what the real story was because someone else already wrote a narrative for it. And 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 what's also really interesting too is when you I they they focus so much on many of these interviews of her past, like I keep mm-hmm. saying. And some of these some of these interviewers are asking questions. And now this is not that long ago. We're not talking about 50 years ago. We're talking about 5, 10, 15 years ago here, maybe 20 years ago at most. And a lot of these interviews, they're asking all these questions about sexuality, all these questions about her personal life, and you can tell she's uncomfortable. You yeah. can tell. And, and there's that one time when someone asks, oh, are you a virgin? And she says, um, um, and she's very, it's clear that she's uncomfortable. If you ask any woman today that question in the public, nine out of ten times I'm sure they'd say, excuse me, that is an extremely inappropriate question. And they would put their foot down and they'd say, please do not ask me that question on this panel as I'm talking about my career. Yeah. But she didn't feel at that time that she could do that. But it's and different. What's in, and it's but different, it's different but yes, they but... show it. They show it with Justin. <clears throat> and they don't care if he's a virgin. They just want to know if they slept with, he slept right. with Britney Spears. And this poor but girl if Britney is... Spears, if they said it like, Britney, are you a virgin? It was never about, did you sleep with Justin? Because immediately she's put in a different boat mm-hmm. if she has had mm-hmm. you know, slept with him. But he... Right. It, it doesn't affect and him. if she did, And I, she had to answer... In the interview, you see her answer the question. Because if she didn't... Then the tabloids would say, oh, she won't answer it. Oh, she couldn't tell us. And then everything she doesn't do speaks and and everything she does do speaks. So it's really, really sad that you watch her very alone, very uncomfortable. And it's really, really sad because this is someone who has brought so much. You know, you hear the fans say, she saved me. She's helped me. I love her so much. So the things that she's done for so many people and where is, where are people helping her right now? And so now, you know, I think what's, I think there is a little bit of an elephant in the room here, which is that she does have a boyfriend right now yeah. that she's been with for a long time. That's nowhere mentioned, almost nowhere mentioned in this whole documentary. Well, she's not married to him. She's just, they're just dating. Um, and, and, but it's interesting to see if that stays long term, if he's living with her or seeing her all the time, what are, what is he hearing from her? Is he telling her things that the world is doing? Well, I right think now? what's hard is you, you can, you can go down a rabbit hole on a bunch of conspiracies around this whole topic because there are plenty of people out there that believe he's in on it Mm -hmm. they believe the whole family's in on this you know they're out to get britney's money 
um, and be part of the estate. <laughs> and who truly has Britney's back? You know, I think that's the biggest thing is like once the father is removed from the picture and she. Hopefully. If that's where this is moving. Yeah. We mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but <clears throat> figuratively speaking, if he is removed and the estate goes under a bank where. Britney gets to work with them. It's like, what's the next steps for Britney? Can she create a team behind her that actually supports her mm-hmm. and is not out to get her? That's not out to crack, you know, the Britney um, puzzle. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I do this, this, and this, I'm going to make a paycheck from Britney mm-hmm. and blah, blah. I don't really care about her, but I'm just going to, you know, make money off this girl. Because that's what everyone has always said about this girl. I'm going to make money off right, of her. Right. The father immediately. All right. Yeah, Britney's going to repay me one day because she's going to buy me a boat. Right. Right. Dude, right. go get a job. Yeah, yeah. And pay for a boat yourself. Right. Like, come on. So, And then it's not only that, and you're talking a lot about her business, but she also needs to know that there's people on her side and that can say, hey, what medicinal help do you need, if any? What mm-hmm. can we do to make sure that you're happy? It's not just financial. It's what emotional, physical, mental, medicinal wellness do you need in your life? Because instead of she's in, and, and this is where the tabloids get crazy too. She's in a therapy. She's checked into a hospital. She's out of the hospital. She said, oh, she's not. She was forced to go to the hospital. No, 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 no. Actually, she chose to go to the hospital. That is a personal, personal decision Mm -hmm. that she needs to make to make sure that the rest of her life is as healthy as can be. And she needs to know that she can trust doctors and that she can trust people in her ring to make those, if, if she even needs this help. Mm -hmm. That's her decision. This is her life. And so- it's a just it's just fascinating to me that you see something like this. I, I also think um the documentary also talks a lot. There was this amazing line where they say, um, have you ever seen people come out of conservatorships? And the lawyer was like, in my I forget the exact wording, but I believe the lawyer said, in my career, I have not seen someone come out of a conservatorship. Because most of the time, conservatorships are for elderly people right. who need it. And then most of the times it seems like then they die. But didn't, After they the also, conservatorship. but didn't they also say something about how they have also never seen a conservatorship like this? Right. So it's like we're looking at this. And, and then the other fascinating line, they're like, Britney's paying for her side. Britney's paying for the other side because it's a conservatorship. And all of her fame and fortune and, and, and success is paying for all of this. And yet she is this silent missing figure. And it's very, very sad because it's all what she's done so successfully as a strong, independent woman to get here. And this is what the world is in, in in the industry is doing to her, you know. Yeah, but they also like come on. She put out what four albums, went on two world tours, had a sit down residency for the like one of the most mm. highest su- successful sit downs in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, she's not mentally there to do it. Right. No, she is. Yes, right. So, and that's, that's why there's this is being made. That's why this is being talked about, because people truly believe that. Did maybe at one time she needed help? Okay, maybe. Does she need help now? Maybe. But, but that's not but that's for you not, and I to discuss. That's her personal life. But that's not having a conservator. <clears throat> that's having a team that supports you. And the dad says, I'm going to make money off of her. But instead of being a team and being on Britney's side. But when and, and and like that's why I think it's good that the documentary keeps coming back to someone like Felicia, mm-hmm. 
the assist her assistant. You see so many photos of them together. Yeah. They spend so much time together. You hear the line where she's like, "Oh, she just got a record deal in New York." The mother is saying to Felicia when they're interviewing her, "And I have other kids at home, and we have to go back. Can you take care of her here?" So this woman wasn't yeah, her mother. They... wasn't She was her chaperone throughout all these trips. She has all these memories with her. She's speaking so highly of her. She really watched her grow throughout all of this. Yeah, but they could turn around and say, okay, then where was she when things started happening, mm. when things started going south? Right. Like, why was she not by her side through all of it? Well, then she kind of makes that clear a little bit because when the tours were happening, she said, I was let go of that position. Yeah, and they told me after. to give tours of her but arena. that was after the fact. Well, right. Right. So, so it's like, where has she been through all this? And is she, or maybe, you know, do you, and I would love to know, like, when's the last time Brittany talked to Felicia? Yeah. Do, has it been years? Does Felicia try to reach out to her and say, oh, you know what? I don't even think I legally can. Who can, this is someone who is like, I'm not just saying, oh, I kind of helped her out a little bit and left. You're talking about years and years and years of spending your life Mm-hmm. watching someone grow up and travel the world with them and go meet many people together. And all of a sudden now that's just gone. And and thankful, thankfully, New York Times finds someone like Felicia to show us the photos, tell us the stories. Let's hear about Brittany as a human being, as a wonderful woman, mm-hmm. as a successful person and as a kind person. And we hear the kind stories. Yeah. But isn't it amazing that we have to sit here and we have to remind yourself that she's kind, remind yourself that she's a woman, remind yourself that she's successful. I'm like, we already knew all this, but yeah. look what the world does to shift a lot of that. Yeah. And I think what we can do too is like, what we should do is you should find some great clips mm. of Brittany mm. and I'll find some great clips and we should just share them mm. with this, you know, like, do you love the star search performance? Okay. We'll share that. So you, right. you all can watch it and <clears throat> you know, that kind of stuff. So, but one little thing to like kind of wrap up here, mm. it's like, we knew that there was a Britney Spears musical coming. We'll yes. Bring, we'll bring this back to theater. Back to now. theater. There is. There is one in the works, which I believe it's using her music. I don't yes. believe it's her life story, and no. I don't believe she's involved. No, it's an original story, it's an original using, story her that, using her music. Yep. But it was supposed to come to Broadway after it's out of town, I believe. Yeah, I think to- they had a theater and everything. <clears throat> but it's like, from a theater standpoint, like, what do, do we ever really see something like this happen in the theater world? Where we tell an original story with no, pop I'm, music? No, or? I'm I'm just like touching <clears throat> on this. Oh, oh her, her life story. Like, do, do we, we ever... Like does this ever really happen to performers in the theater industry? It's like, why is it that the pop world is held at such a high mm. standard and like we want so much from them? But like in the theater world, everyone seems to be respected in that way. Mm. They They get on the stage, they perform, and they're given their right to then go home and have privacy. Mm. Like, what do you think about that? I think every industry has its ups and downs. Every industry has its problems. There are certainly people who, you know, don't forget there is this fandom of when a star is at a Broadway stage door and there's hundreds of people gathering to see that person. There is still that and they have to like sneak out of the theater to get home. You know, that's, but that's stars. But you're talking about theater people. Like, I think like... We don't know every little mm. detail of Kristen Chenoweth's life. Like, she's not on the main mm. screens. Like, Kristen and this person is dating. And this person was seen here. She was in a tracksuit. And why was she smoking a cigarette? Mm. And, like, or, right. and, and, and <laughs> you we know? Don't, we don't even see... Right. We don't even see that as much. Yes. But I know what you're saying. It's like, why did that not happen as much with some industries as those of her others? I'm not saying it should. Mm. But I'm saying I feel like 
in this pop world, we forget that they're real people. Mm-hmm. But in the theater world, we we know that they're real people mm-hmm. and they're respected in the art form. And in this world, it's like, oh, Britney Spears is not a real person. Britney is a real person, but Britney Spears is the well, entertainer. Well, isn't it so funny that, like, you mentioned something like a theater person. A theater person plays a character on stage yeah. and then has a life off of stage. Mm-hmm. We liked, it, with, with something like Britney Spears, she's Britney on stage, she's Britney off stage. And yet, we're talking about how those are two different things. Mm-hmm. We talk about them two different things in the theater world when you're playing a character in a wig and makeup and heels and a gown, whatever. And then off stage, you're in your sneakers and you're, okay. But, like... When you're on stage, yes, you're more you're in, you're on stage performing in a costume and you're dancing or whatever as a pop star, but you're not a character. Yeah. You are yourself. So we sit there. You're you're proving that you're sitting here and you're talking and saying, yeah, you know what? There is a very different person. And what is the media really more obsessed with? Mm-hmm. It seems like they're more obsessed with what color shirt she wore on a Tuesday to Starbucks than. Oh, I like the way she sang that song. Because when you talk about a theater person, we're talking about the way they sing the song on stage. And nowhere are we talking about the way this girl is performing. Oh, the lyric in this song. Wow. that I wonder mm-hmm. why she sings it like that. That's so cool. Or, you know, oh, oh that's what that when that album came out, Circus. But oh, why was it Circus? You know, maybe right. she, we don't talk about those things. We talk about the hat she wore on the street. So, I mean, and that's what right. I think is so fascinating to me. So is, that's the question for you all. Because I think that that I would love, 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 love to know other people's opinion. Yeah. On yes. Yes. Right. We're, we're fa- we've been fascinated with this for the whole week. That's something to make you think. Please, so, l- please engage in so comments think, and liking uh, and things. Oh, like that. oh, oh. There it is. okay. <laughs> it is half hour call time here. Oh, so, yes. but this was really, really great to talk about this. I think we should. Um, yes. Please engage. Please comment. Um, subscribe to our podcast and comment and 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 on our social medias and and. Talk to us about this because we love talking about all things entertainment. And we just saw this come out last week. Like, you know what? She's an entertainer. Yeah. And this was really, really wonderful. We're going to start a topic train on that. Uh-huh. And we're going to want to know your real opinion on why some performers are held to a different standard than the others. There so, we go. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you continue to listen to our podcast in the future. Please make sure you follow Two Worlds Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok. Yes. That's our, one of our newer social tick, tick. platforms. Um, please, and also please subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest on things like our podcast and other awesome content. Until next time, signing off here, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.